This fucking guy. Hello, my chicken piccatas. Welcome to This Fucking Guy, a podcast about self-care, if self-care is one long scream into the void. Just like that. This is where we're going to use expletives and my second drink of the day, which is um cherry lime and tequila. Cherry lime tequila. Mm-hmm. Sugar-free. So we're going to use expletives and alcohol to emotionally process creeps, jerks, and P-words that compose the shitty elevator music of our lives. I'm chaotic good, Ren Martinez. And I'm chaotic neutral on a good day, Ginger Gollop. It depends on how your back's treating you, because I feel like when your back is acting up, suddenly, like, your your inner demon of evil, like, kind of, like, yes. transcends, you know? Yes, I just hiss at people, um, <laughs> just like a frightened cat until they leave me alone, and then I'm like, wait, I needed you to lift something. I, that was that was also very ne- nearly the introduction was going to be, I'm chaotic good, and I just burned down the tavern, but I... <laughs> I wasn't sure enough people listened to uh, enough people play D and D to not call the police. Um, So that was clearly nerds. So it's not like people be like, "Oh my god, are these nerds I'm listening to?" What What? abundance of caution and all? What? What? (laughs) So, Ren, my sweet, do you have anything to scream into the void? I do, but it's good things. It's good things that I just wanna wanna let everyone know about. Um, so my niece, mm-hmm. uh, Fee, I'll call her Fee, Fee, um, is going to turn three really soon. Oh, baby. And we're really happy about it because when she, um, was diagnosed with her mitochondrial condition, uh, she was given a year. So she's, uh, beaten those odds quite a bit. And my mother sent, she is, uh, my mother is, uh, staying with my sister to take care of all the babies. And so, oh, yeah. It's oh, she's like so cute. The sweetest cuddle. She's so cute. So fucking cute. God, you and I have known each other for a long time because I was in the car with you when you found out that she was having her seizure strokes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She was three months old when that happened. And it was. A time. Uh, it was a time. <laughs> it was, it's really funny because I think we've mentioned this before, but like for some reason you're always with me when the worst I'm things happen. I'm always with you when the worst things happen. I was with you when your husband had the stroke. I was with you, with you when your niece got ill. I just, I am a harbinger of doom, as I have often said. I do have to ask, how does this relate to Jason Manzukis? <laughs> Because before we started recording, you said, I know what I'm going to scream into the void. But first, this picture. Wait, who's Je- who's Jason Manzukis? So- <laughs> <laughs> no, so my, my Twitter, my Twitter came up. I follow um, Reddit relationships on Twitter mm. um, and it'll give me notifications. So every once in a while, I'll check it. And it was um, I catfished my wife pretending to be Jason Manzukis. And it's about this dude who like. I mean, it's all in the title there. He catfished his wife, pretending, pretending to be, to be Jason, Jason Manzukis, And he's like, but like the sex is so good now that she thinks she's been flirting with Jason Manzukis online. So like, should I tell her? And of course, maybe you shouldn't have done this at all. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, to which I say, you're monogamish. It's fine. Roll on. 
Yeah, so I mean there's there's mm. some there's some good ones on here. Um The internet is great. My boyfriend says really cringy things every time he orgasms. Oh no. So some of the things apparently he says is like, I'm blasting off again. Oh no. Lift off. Kaboom. <laughs> We're <laughs> Girl, we are going to explore all of this in probably a Patreon bonus. Can you imagine just being like, I'm almost there, I'm almost there, come on! (laughs) (laughs) Goodness. Oh, man. Yeah, so, you know, let's, uh... So, putting those things rapidly in succession and then forgetting both of them. (laughs) Um, I think it's a good time for us to maybe get some therapy. All right, Genji. I need you to tell me about Jason (laughs) Manzoukas. Well... Had I prepared myself, I would have been able to do that, Ren, but not having prepared myself, um, you know, listeners, to give you a look behind our process, right now, Ren and I are recording our second episode in a row. Um, we just recorded, uh, the Fleur de Lis episode yes. that you no doubt have just listened to <laughs> or listened to a week before, depending on what your listening uh-huh. schedule is. Um, but you know, charismatic, uh, Religious uh, cult, leader, cult leader, religion. Yeah. Fucking so many son husbands. So many son husbands. Um, but a couple times you brought up, um, you know, figures that we haven't touched on yet. And that's fortunate because Jerry Lehman Falwell Sr. <laughs> You've been promising me this fucker for a while i have Ooh, i love evangelicals can't oh, fucking not I destroy kn- everything do you have any idea how hard it was to keep my face neutral during the podcast you just recorded where you referenced jerry falwell like five times i mean admittedly i'm referencing falwell jr who loves to watch his wife doesn't matter by a pool boy Bless him. Falwell Sr., I'm not quite sure what kinky shit he was into. Obviously, you're going to tell me. Eh. Um, But I do know that he was into the same kinky shit Phyllis Schlafly was into, which is ruining everyone's fucking good time. That's true. (laughs) And while I may or may not be able to tell you what kinky shit he was into, I can tell you that Jerry Lehman Falwell Sr., what a weird middle name. Lehman. Lehman. L-A-M-O-N. Ooh. Uh, he and his twin brother, Gene, who will never be mentioned again. He had a twin brother? He did. Do you think they ever fucking switched <laughs> just to fuck with people? I always assume that. I always assume that no twins are who they started out with as birth. I mean, like, at birth. if you had a twin, you immediately have to do the parent trap. Like, that is just required. Probably. Hard on a lot of marriages. <laughs> Anyway, Jerry and Jean were born on August 11th, 1933 in Lynchburg, Virginia. Oh, yeah, they're Virginians. According to Falwell, his paternal grandfather was a vocal and decisive atheist who would not go to church and who ridiculed those who did. Okay. Okay. His father, Carrie H. Falwell, opened his first grocery store when he was 22. He later opened a bunch of store... Storage stations? That's what I wrote. It was, uh, he opened a lot of, 
he opened a lot of self-serve gas stations yeah, uh, and yeah, restaurants, yeah, yeah. Um, as well as an oil company. And in 1927, he founded American Bus Lines. But if you listen to most of the online sources about Falwell, his dad weren't nothing more than a gosh darn agnostic and bootlegger. Okay. That, yeah, again, narrative. So he's like, makes a bunch of fucking money, but like, he also doesn't go to church. So like, we'll take the money. Yes. We'll take that fucking money. Certainly. But we'll also flip you off. Clearly. Uh, meanwhile, most sources deify Falwell's very religious mother, Helen Beasley. And again, that's fine, but Helen Beasley does sound like a woman who goes to church with gloves on and a she hat. She absolutely does. The biggest, the a big hat, a big hat, a white lady church hat. Yes, it is what it is. Anyway, apparently Falwell uh, was kind of a juvenile delinquent before he became a born again Christian when he was nineteen. So that happened, and he transferred from Lynchburg College, where he was studying electrical engineering. So just just to what little I know about Jerry Falwell is, I do know that he was quite the prankster when he was in when he was high school, and but I believe some of his pranks involved like running over people. Probably <laughs> no, like, that sounds right. Yeah, like he literally hit people with his car and was like, "Aren't I funny? I'm a funny man. So funny." But yeah, he uh, he went from being a uh, electrical engineer to eventually graduating from an unaccredited Baptist Bible College in Springfield, Missouri, in 1956. He also had an honorary doctorate or three, but they're honorary, so we're not gonna they waste. Don't count. Yeah, not I don't care. We're not gonna waste time on that. Jerry Falwell married Maysell Pate. I have to say that so carefully Maysell so it's not Marcel. Pate. Maysell Pate in 1958, and they had two sons and a daughter. That might be the most southern fucking name I've ever fucking heard. Maysell Pate. Yeah. That definitely sounds like a woman with a hard-on for segregation. Yeah. Like, that definitely sounds like a woman yeah, who yeah. uses the N-word. The Falwells often appeared together in public, and they did not shy away from showing public affection, which is usually cute, but not when Jerry Falwell's involved. Mm. Uh, reflecting on his marriage, Falwell once commented, Maysell and I have never considered divorce. Murder, maybe, but never divorce. Which ha, is- Ha 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 ha
I'm I'm drunk enough that I'm lapsing into a southern accent, so it's going to be immediately hard to tell. I want to hear this folks. It's going to be immediately out. hard to tell when I'm quoting Jerry Falwell with my like uh, Lindsey Graham accent, and when I'm I not just, doing I that, want it. I want the mountains to come out of your accent. Like every once in a while, you just slip into that mountain sound, and it just mm, delights yeah. me. Uh, in 1956, when he was 22, he founded the Thomas Road Baptist Church in Lynchburg. The church started with 35 members, but soon became a mega church, getting over 800 new members in the first year. At the same time he started the church, he also began the Old Time Gospel Hour, a radio and eventually television ministry. That sounds boring as shit. On the old-time gospel hour, Falwell regularly featured segregationist politicians like George Wallace. Woo! Woo! You, you know you're on the right side of history when you're bringing in old G. Wallace. When you're on the same side of history as George Wallace. Because it was the 60s and he was awful, he once said, quote, I do question the sincerity and nonviolent intentions of some civil rights leaders, such as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Mr. James Farmer, and others who are known to have left-wing associations. It's very obvious that the communists, as they do in all parts of the world, are taking advantage of a tense situation in our land and are exploiting every incident to bring about violence and bloodshed. Man, history certainly doesn't repeat itself, does it? It feels like the comments <laughs> of every news article I've read in the last two years. No, that's definitely the comment section of every fucking Richmond Times dispatch every article Richmond Times that our Facebook friends keep fighting on. <laughs> and then we get brought into it just from the fights, not because oh, our friends are man. bright wit. Jesus Christ. Anyway, in fact, Falwell was allegedly working with J. Edgar Hoover to Ooh. distribute FBI-manufactured propaganda against Martin Luther King. Oh, uh, and he called the civil rights movement the civil wrongs movement. Wow, what the soul of wit we have here. Yeah, he liked he liked those puns. He also, and I didn't work this into my notes anywhere, but he was also the one who was like, Ellen DeGeneres, more like Ellen DeGenerate. And she was like, really? Really? Okay. Anyone uh, who works with J. Edgar Hoover is an obvious asshole. Right. Improbable transvestite. And, of course, during a sermon at a fucking church, a church, in 1958, he said of the Brown v. Board of Education ruling. Oh, no. Your eyes are getting so big. Oh, no. If Chief Justice Warren and his associates had known God's word and desired to do the Lord's will, I am quite confident that the 1954 decision would never have been made. The facilities should be separate. When God has drawn a line of distinction, we should not attempt to cross that line. Where is that in the Bible again? I don't remember. I think it's in uh, Leviticus, shut your damn mouth. Yeah. 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 Because I thought there was a whole Mm. thing about, like, loving your neighbor and shit. And, like, I don't know what. No idea what you're talking about. Love thy neighbor, but separate water fountains. Yeah. Then to double down on the gross, he went on to say, quote, The true Negro does not want integration. He realizes his potential is far better among his own race. You are flailing over there. 
Falwell went on to announce that integration, quote, will destroy our race eventually. In one northern city, a pastor friend of mine tells me that a couple of opposite race live next door to the church as man and wife. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Who God. Who would have thought that a white girl would marry and fuck a brown man at least once a week? <laughs> I've never encountered such nonsense. Reek, have you heard this nonsense? <laughs> Being the very cool and chill guy that he was, Falwell founded the Lynchburg Christian Academy in 1966 as a private school for white students. Mm-hmm. You see, it was specifically opened to be a segregation academy, which was... Yeah. A private school that was all white so that racist parents wouldn't have to send their kids to schools that were desegregating. And if you're thinking, well, that sounds unconstitutional, that's because it fucking is. It is. Weirdly enough, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, he was, he was like just generally a big fan of ending public schools because he believed that they were breeding grounds for atheism, secularism, and humanism, which sounds fucking great to me. I wish they were. I, I wish. wish public schools. If fucking only. Dude, every fucking day in public schools across this fucking United States, everyone stands up and says the fucking Pledge of Allegiance under God indivisible bullshit. Like, you want to talk to me about fucking secularism? Like, and human... Like, get out of here with that shit. Yeah. Yeah, so he... Karen, stop staring at me. Karen, I'm gonna need you to look away. Yeah, my my uh dogs are with me on the couch where I lie in traction and uh Karen, our elder Chihuahua, is just really, even from my perspective, <laughs> uncomfortably staring at Ren. Like fucking bat ears backwards, bulging eyes, just just asking to speak to her manager. Well, Beans has turned into a rug. Well, my manager, uh, Reek, is not fucking here. So, like, your manager is your husband. Sometimes he is. Sometimes. Sometimes. De depending on how many cocktails I've had, someone needs to manage. I this. said that as soon as it came out of my mouth. I, I, I was like, yes, no, I've been with you where he was your manager. <laughs> Fuck. Um. Yeah, he believed uh, that the ideas of atheism, secularism, and humanism were contrary to Christian morality. Okay. He believed uh, that schools should be private and that the U.S. should implement a voucher system, which the West Wing, the TV show, not the literal West Wing, and several studies have indicated is maybe a bad thing. I then have a note that said, cite your source. I did not remember to do that today. <laughs> Um, if you have any strong opinions on a voucher system, I guess you can tweet at us. You're not gonna. No. But, like... And we're not gonna listen. But, I mean, like, you can. Cool, I it's a thing. Mm -hmm. In 1971, Jerry Falwell Sr. co-founded Lynchburg Baptist College. If that doesn't sound familiar, that's because it later changed its name to Liberty University. Because, again, branding. 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 Mm -hmm. In July 1973, Falwell and the Thomas Road Baptist Church were sued by the Federal Securities and Exchange Commission, which accused the church of fraud and deceit and gross insolvency after they sold 6.6 .6 
million dollars, and again, that's 1973 money, worth of bonds for church expansion and services. That sounds fraudy. That sounds fraud mm, mm. The SEC did drop the charges a month later after a court found that their wrongdoing, all of the wrongdoing, the wrong that they did, was not intentional, but was wrong and they did it. But it was not intentional, but it was wrong and they did it. <laughs> hey, I murdered this man, but it was not intentional. It was wrong, but not intentional. Wrong? Not intentional. Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna round that up to a whoopsie. <laughs> Fuck. A big old whoopsie. Big old call. whoopsie. Around that same time, the IRS tried to revoke the tax exempt status of Bob Jones University, which does not sound real. Um, <laughs> it fucking does it. it do- Bob like Jones like University a scam where they call you and they're like, you, "If you give us our your credit, we're card from Bob's bank." <laughs> Just no, you can't name something Bob. Like that's nothing. It it was another racist and mega church affiliated university. Not Falwell's, but obviously close to Falwell's heart. Yeah, uh, the and the ma- whole point was that they did it so they couldn't. They didn't. They could only have white people. You're skipping ahead. You're skipping well, like, so I, far ahead. But like, but like, you said the whole racist thing. But like, it's the whole racist thing. Yeah, they're racist. They're racist. But Bob Jones University was segregated until 1971, and when they did begrudgingly integrate, uh, they continued to ban interracial dating. So. How? Okay. Sorry. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely one thing to, like, ban students of color from Cone University, but I can understand how that ban works. Like, you don't admit students of color. Like, you just look at their admissions and you're, like, into the shredder. Like, I get yeah. that, how that works. How do you ban interracial dating? I, uh, I like, don't know how? how you, I don't know how you do that without being the warden from the Shawshank Redemption. Like, like, like one goes in hand in hand with the other. Into- bedrooms like what are you doing it's really a don't tr- touch the white ladies i mean because like i mean admittedly, i i don't know where this campus is i went to virginia commonwealth university a urban campus and let me tell you like people were fucking all over the fucking place Truly. and like how are you going to keep track of that like you're either at fucking mojo's getting wings or like you're downtown like at the drag shows or, like, you're at fucking Sahara doing some hookah. Like, how are people keeping track of what dick you're sucking? How do they do that? I'm so sad I didn't know you in college. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So, so the, the fucking interracial dating, banning fucking interracial dating, and being segregated until 19 fucking 71. I don't know the timeline for that, but I know it wasn't 1971, mm. uh, was why they got in trouble with the SEC. Um, grossly, Falwell stated, in some states, it's easier to open a massage parlor than to open a Christian school. I guess so. If by Christian, you mean racist as fuck. And by massage parlor, you mean massage parlor. <laughs> It's a medical service, Jerry. God, the mountain is integrating within me. Stop asking for happy endings, Jerry. Jerry, this we've not ta- that kind of place. Jerry, we've talked about this. <laughs> the IRS actually did stick to their shit, though. Um, in 1978, they issued a ruling that stripped tax-exempt status from all white private schools formed in the South in reaction to the Brown v. Board ruling. 
you know, schools like the Lynchburg Christian Academy that Falwell started. Um, yeah, he and other white evangelicals insisted that their schools were Christian academies, not segregation academies. Uh, so, like, ultimately, that's what galvanized the religious right. Like, yes. It is. It is. Falwell himself tried to say many, many, many times that Roe versus Wade was what really got the religious right good name. Like a fucking liar. Like a fucking liar. And how <laughs> dare anyone say that it was about racism? Um, but actually, uh, one of his, uh, colleagues and allies, Ed Dobson, did tell an author, the religious new right did not start because of a concern about abortion. I sat in the non-smoke-filled back room with the moral majority, and I frankly do not remember abortion ever being mentioned as a reason why we ought to do something. I love how he mentions it's not a smoke-filled back room. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's definitely, what was the fucking episode we did? Where it's like the smoky oh, back room. Oh, weren't you harding? Weren't yeah. you harding the night of the smoke-filled room? Yeah. Yes. No, it wasn't, it wasn't fucking that because they did not smoke. I want to be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens. <laughs> Bless. Yeah, uh, no, they're fucking liars because it's, it was all about racism and he was like, it's about racism. And then when it became like, less cool to be to openly be openly racist, racist. He like, was like, no 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 and why would you ever think that way like really before Falwell worked up uh got people worked up about abortion it wasn't considered a protestant issue it was like the catholic issue it was mm -hmm. the catholic issue over here um yeah i mean and, and again part of that is that like catholics were like brown people at the time because it was like yeah. all those like swarthy italians and spanish and yeah whatever. the white people with tans right and so and then when like they were like oops like we kind of need to be more like more racist but like less obviously racist but like more racist more they're like racist. well i guess we'll let these fucking tanned assholes <laughs> like get into our white party like that how that's how whiteness changes, right? That's how whiteness changes. And it's, so it's all about the in group and the out group mm -hmm. and it's gross and I don't like it, but mm -hmm. I'm so pasty. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so pasty. I like I got my You have you have this lovely like strawberries and cream complexion. I've talked about this before. I got my fucking I just got a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% European. Like, thank you. <laughs> thank you, fucking Ancestry.com. I know. I've seen myself dance. Like, I know. I know. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I, you definitely get it. Like, strawberries and cream complexion. There's a lovely peakness that works with your strawberry blonde hair. Um, I consider my complexion, I've, like, snickerdoodle. Which is like a sugar cookie, but with cinnamon. So yes. like there's a little bit of <laughs> Yes. Like in the late summer, we can tell you are Latina at no other time Straight? of the year. No. But yeah, I who like at best get Ted Kennedy red. <laughs> I want that lipstick shade. <laughs> Ted Kennedy red. <laughs> we call it Chappaquid. <laughs> Maybe he's born with it. Maybe, Maybe he was drowned in a river. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so according to Encyclopedia Virginia, 
secular New Right leaders approached Falwell in 1978 and offered their backing if he could use his skills to head a national political organization that would link conservative evangelicals to the Republican Party. Falwell had previously said that it was like not religious officials part to take place in politics, but then mm-hmm. it got like zesty mm-hmm. and he was into it. So mm-hmm. he did. And Falwell agreed and formed the moral majority. This is such like an unholy pact. This is like definitely mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. in robes in a back room. Like- yes. Cutting their palms Absolutely. again, you know, very floridly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Immoral majority is like what it's called. It does not reflect any bastion of reality. No, absolutely not. I was convinced, he wrote, that there was a moral majority out there amongst those more than 200 million Americans sufficient in number to turn back the flood tide of moral permissiveness, family breakdown, and general capitulation to evil in foreign policies such as Marxism-Leninism. Jerry, why always with the communists? I mean, it's the same with the Phyllis Schlafly argument. Like, you yeah. don't really have to make a good argument as long as you can be like, but the communists. Yes. Again, every Richmond Dispatch, every Richmond Times Dispatch article oh, yeah. comment mm-hmm. section is just, mm, communism. Like, no. I, you don't even fucking know what that means. That's also part of it. Like, I don't care. Fucking know what I just means. finished watching The Last Czars. Like, I should be more worked up about <laughs> communism. And I'm not. Like, they may have killed those children and they oughtn't to, but like, also, these are fucked yeah. up real bad. Anyway, heart don't fail me now. Courage don't desert me. I love don't Anastasia. Come I don't back care how fucking ridiculous it is. It's such a good fucking movie. Like honestly, honorary Disney princess Anastasia. We're, we'll do a bonus episode where we just sing the soundtrack <laughs> of Anastasia. I'm making so many promises today that I cannot keep via. <laughs> Patreon bonus episodes. Kind of like Jerry Falwell. (laughs) (laughs) The moral majority had a simple agenda. Pro-life, pro-traditional family, pro-moral, and pro-American. The goal of the moral majority, he said, was get them saved, baptized, and registered. Gross. I don't like it. Gross. I don't like it. I mean, like... Everybody should be registered to vote. That's also, like, just a thing. But if you're like, hey, there's all these people unregistered to vote, I'm only going to register them if they vote for the guy with the Bible. Like, and that is something that he said. I, like, there was so many things I did not fit everything into the script. Like, he specifically said, like, if a guy is holding a Bible, vote for him. And if he doesn't, don't. Every, Every, all of the... That's like every, every fucking, like, what do you call it? Like, the inauguration. All of them have used Bibles at this point. All of them. Everyone. Like, all of them. If I ever get sworn in as president, I'm going to make them swear me in on Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm going to make me swear. Just, I need you just all to swear giggles. me in on the D&D Fifth Edition <laughs> Manual. Um, yeah, that's the, the closest I can get to a real god. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Within three years of the Moral Majority's founding, he boasted of a $10 million budget, 100,000 trained clergymen, and several million volunteers. They were also credited with playing a role in 
your favorite, Reagan's election <laughs> as president, and with affecting the outcomes of a dozen of congressional in dozens of congressional races, those are words. <laughs> those are definitely words, and also things that happened that were, you know, probably I mean, there's tragic. A lot of reasons to hate Jerry Falwell, but so the fact many. that he helped get Reagan elected is like one of the top five. It's, I'm not sure it is, but we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> oh no, there's so many reasons. Oh no, there's so many reasons. Bob Jones University, <laughs> yet again. Oh yeah, those fucking fucks. yet again. A bunch of crazy racists. Uh, declared that the moral majority organization was satanic. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Those are the same racist Christian fucks that are doing doing their same racist these Christian fuckery. These motherfuckers are early QAnon. They argued that the organization was satanic because it was uh a step towards the apostate one world church and government. Yeah, they were deep state back then. Like, I mean, there's definitely like this idea about like we don't want the church and the government running the same shit. Eh. But is this getting? I'm sorry. Like, maybe I'm misinterpreting this quote because, like, my my interpretation is we shouldn't have we shouldn't have a theocracy. Which, like, I agree. So, are they saying like there's a secret cabal that's like running the government? I I think that they were saying the second one. Okay, but like, okay, Bob Jones University is a bunch of fucking hypocrites who can like eat my whole butt because (laughs) they were over here being like, how dare you force us to segregate and allow interracial dating and like we should be able to do whatever we want and also like, but don't let church in with the theocracy because one world government, they don't know what they want. They're Bob Jones university. At any point you say the word cabal, cabal, you're fucking wrong. Probably. Unless you're trying to say cobble and just talking about Afghanistan generally. I'm like more than one news announcer. Yeah. Yep, yep. Trying, just trying to pronounce it as ethnically as possible. I'm looking at you, fucking Brian Williams. But, uh, yeah, the Bob, uh, Bob Jones University may have considered the moral majority to be satanic, but pretty much everybody who wasn't a conservative Christian just thought Jerry Falwell was an asshole, so he disbanded the moral majority in 1989. Same year I was born, I take full credit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He continued to be an asshole, though, in case you were worried. <laughs> he didn't stop being no, an asshole. No, he did not stop. Uh, also, I don't know where to put this in because I didn't want to interject into this cohesive racism narrative. Uh, but Falwell apparently found the Vietnam War problematic because he felt it was being fought with limited political objectives when it should have been an all-out war against the North. I'm sorry, he he thought that the Vietnam War was bad because we weren't doing more of it? He thought we weren't <laughs> killing enough people. In general, oh, okay. Falwell held that what the a pre- take. He held that the president, as a minister of God, had the same right to use arms to bring wrath upon those who would do evil. So, I'm sorry. The the president's not a minister of God. No. They're not. No. They're just not. No. Jerry. No. Jerry. In 1983, Hustler magazine ran a parody of a Campari ad 
Featuring a mock interview with Falwell in which he admits, here the air quotes, that he had sex with his mother in an outhouse while drunk. <laughs> Falwell sued for $45 million, alleging invasion of privacy, libel, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. I'm sorry, hold on, hold on, hold on. I understand the last two of those. Invasion of privacy? Jerry, that sounds like you did fuck your mom in an outhouse. <laughs> and you did Helen? Helen would never. I'm just saying, that specific charge sounds like you did fuck your mom in an outhouse and you didn't want anyone knowing about it. Yeah, I mean, there's that. And there's the fact that, like, intentional infliction of emotional distress. I didn't know that was a crime. I assume Twitter doesn't know that's a crime. <laughs> I have to assume. Uh, the jury believed it to be a crime, however, because they rejected the invasion of privacy and libel claims because it was a parody. It was yeah. an obvious fucking parody. Um, but they ruled in favor of Falwell on the emotional distress claim and awarded damages of $200,000. Can I sue Ben Shapiro for every time he opens his mouth then? Hold your tuchus. Larry fucking Flint. The editor of Hustler magazine and a this fucking guy, TM, 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 all his own, <laughs> appealed the finding to the goddamn Supreme Court, which unanimously held that the First Amendment prevents public figures from recovering damages for emotional distress caused by parodies. And the only time Larry Flynn was a hero. The only time <laughs> is when he's played by Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Jesus, there's a movie about it. You know. You already know if you're listening to it. Sorry for flicking the microphone where I accidentally <laughs> did that. I'm Again, sure it's fine. I'm in traction. I'm not really in traction, but I'm completely horizontal on my couch traction. covered in chihuahuas. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, if Susie Cream Cheese and or her husband Todd Cream Cheese would like to come on the show and oh, discuss God. this... I went back. Okay, so apparently Todd Cream Cheese is very sad about the fact that he does not yet have a nickname on this show. That's because we have not had cause to mention Todd Cream Cheese, anti-gardening implement aficionado. <laughs> and uh, lover of hats. And lover of hats also happens to be a lawyer and married to Susie Cream Cheese. We've given you a nickname. It's Todd. I'm so sorry. I went back and forth with the International Jew for like, I was going to say hours. It was minutes, but it was not an insignificant number of minutes talking about like, what would the appropriate nickname be? And somehow we landed on Todd. I like it. I like Todd it. Like Cream Cheese. We have International Jew or IJ. Yes. We're short. Um, we have Susie Cream Cheese and yes. her husband Todd Cream yes. Cheese, the Cream Cheeses. We have Reek. Yes. Um, who is not a Game of Thrones reference. We have Velma, who I've mentioned before, but I think she's been cut out of every episode. Yeah. Again, editing is a bitch. Editing's weird. We need to get Velma on. I know we do need I know to get Velma on. She about- is, she is the goddess of old Hollywood and she can like get us deep within the Hayes code. She can tell us who was fucking Ooh, everybody. Is, I want balls deep in that Hayes code. I want balls deep in that Hayes code. Velma! <laughs> Velma! Velma, we cry out to you. Anyway, we need to, so, so Fallwell at this point has had his ass handed to him by fucking Larry Flynn yes, of all people. But he's not done. Um, so, Okay, so there was this LGBT-friendly church 
called the Metropolitan Community Church. And they were almost accepted into the World Council of Churches, which I guess is a thing. Falwell, a gross person, <laughs> called the members of the church brute beasts and stated, This vile and satanic system will one day be utterly annihilated and there will be a celebration in heaven. Okay, um, just, why are Christians so bloodthirsty, man? Like... You know they're they're all like yeah it's we because love, they're like, not peace. allowed to play video games. <laughs> uh, it's like they're all about love and peace and like you know like God and Jesus and stuff. But like I can't wait to murder all these beasts <laughs> and bathe in their blood and it's like, kill the fuck Christ. out, dude. <laughs> so he said all this shit, and then during a 1984 TV debate, he denied ever having said it. And then his former Bible college classmate and gay rights activist, Jerry Sloan, was like, motherfucker, I got you on tape. And then I got the receipts, baby. I got the receipts. And Falwell was like, no, no, you don't. I will give you $5,000 if you can produce the tape. But then Sloan fucking did. <laughs> and Falwell was like, new phone, who dis? Uh <laughs> And Sloan was like, bitch, better have my money. Uh, and Sloan fucking sued Falwell and won because it was all on fucking tape. That's hilarious. Because it all happened during a TV debate because Falwell's fucking dumb. Oh, my God. I love that so much. That kind of reminds me of um, fucking Alex Jones being sued by the guy who created Pepe the Frog. <laughs> Which was also just fucking brilliant. But yeah, like, Jesus. fuck yeah. This this other Jerry, like, cool Jerry? Yeah, cool Jerry. Well, if that makes you happy, Sloan used his winnings to build Sa Sacramento's first gay community center. Dude, bless. Yeah, God man. is Anita Hill bless. <laughs> Falwell appealed the decision with his attorney, charging that the Jewish judge in the case was prejudiced. We will, girl, we will get to Ooh, it. Spicy. He lost again. Spicy anti-Semitism there. And was made to pay an additional $2,875 in sanctions and court fees. Ooh. We will get to the spicy anti-Semitism. Hey, I'm not homophobic. I'm anti-Semitic. Let's get it straight. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Mm. <laughs> That's the only RuPaul thing I know. I'm so sorry. So, so if you think you like that, here's one of my favorite dumb details. In the 80s, Falwell set up this 1-800 number, I guess for folks to call about Bible questions. I don't fucking know. Um, anyway, the way 1-800 numbers work is that they're free to call because the person receiving the calls is charged. So at one point, prank callers, specifically gay rights activists, constituted an estimated 25% of Falwell's total calls, and this one specific guy managed to program his Atari to make thousands of repeat phone calls to Falwell until he racked up a $500,000 phone bill, and the ministry disconnected the toll-free number in 1986. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Legend. The most beautiful thing I've ever heard, Legend. and I have heard my niece giggle. Like, I have heard, like, it is, I have heard, oh my gosh, like a choir of angels. This has descended upon me. He programmed his Atari. His Atari. Like, there was no technology to be had back then, and yet he found a way. 
Um, so as I promised mere seconds ago to get back to Falwell had the weirdest, most contradictory views on Jewish people possible. Mm. Yeah. Um, so he considered himself to be a Christian Zionist, meaning, yeah, 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 he believed strongly in the state of Israel, but, um, he also referred to Jews, both international and domestic, (laughs) as spiritually blind and desperately in need of their messiah and savior yeah 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 that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. later in 1999 Falwell, Falwell declared that the antichrist would probably arrive within a decade and quote of course he'll be jewish <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry just like i mean of course what of course, he's Jewish. What? Like, of course. Jesus. Like, why wouldn't he? <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm just, I'm just thinking of some dude in Queens, like, who fucking loves matzo ball soup, and he's like, I'm an antichrist. Like, can we get a bagel? Like, I don't know. Get some I'm the antichrist. Give me, just give me some schmear on that. I don't Forget know. about it. <laughs> I cannot, like, I, I read this out loud to boyfriend, fiance, husband, the international Jew, uh, before I presented this to you to be like, this cool? And he was like, but what the fuck? And I was like, I don't even know what the fuck, baby. And he was like, but what the fuck? And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, wait. I mean, but that, I mean, that totally makes sense, though, as far as like Christian Zionism and the evangelical yeah. movement, because essentially they're super into the idea of Israel being its own state mm-hmm. because they think that is integral to having the end of the world happen. Yes. So they think all Jews are going to hell, but you need to have that. They need to reclaim. But they need to be there. They need to be there. So the end of the world happens, and everyone goes to hell except you somehow. Somehow. And Kirk Cameron. Um, <laughs> fuck Kirk Cameron. Fuck Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Title of this episode, Fuck Kirk Cameron. <laughs> How confusing it's not about be? Kirk Cameron, <laughs> but also fuck Kirk Cameron. Hey, you know what? We really do need to make a This Effin Guy Pod channel, YouTube channel, where we, like, so we're going to watch the Florida Lee movie, and we need to watch, like, Kirk Cameron, like, Left Behind. Left Behind, God's Not Dead, like, that kind of shit. All of the Growing Pains episodes where he got a producer credit, and so the character was, like, suddenly very Jesus-friendly. Yeah, and we just need to fucking drink until we die. (laughs) And that'll be the YouTube channel. (laughs) And that is how she died, everyone. Uh, But yeah, after the whole goddamn world was like, that's fucked up, Jerry. Don't do that, Jerry. He apologized and claimed unconvincingly that he was simply expressing the theological tenet that the Antichrist and Christ share many attributes. Oh, okay. Okay. Now you remember Jesus is Jewish. Now okay. you remember. Mm. But hold that thought because we're not out of the 80s yet. We're not really we're not out, out of the 80s. 80s. We're not out of the 80s. Like, the, like, save for that brief detour to 1999, we're not out of the 80s. Um, in 1987, Pentecostal, te- this does not matter. I just am really into this. Pentecostal televangelist Jim Baker, who was the one with the wife with the makeup. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Tammy Faye's mm-hmm. husband, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he got in trouble for allegedly raping a woman and then trying to pay her to keep quiet. You get in trouble for that. As you do. Baker was paranoid and believed that this total other preacher who called for, like, an inquest was trying to take over his church. Um, So to avoid the takeover, 
Baker resigned and appointed Falwell to succeed him er, succeed him as head of the ministry. Why do I keep doing this? As head of the ministry, TV show, and Christian themed amusement park. Right. Oh yeah. There was a Christian yeah, themed amusement park. Really yep, wanted Camp that to work and it didn't. Uh-huh. It, it didn't did work. not. It did not. Baker believed Falwell would temporarily lead the ministry until the scandal died down. But Falwell barred Baker from returning to the church and referred to him as probably the greatest scab and cancer on the face of Christianity in 2,000 years of church history. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! That is, um, those are bold Mm. words. So zesty. Um, but still, speaking of the fucking 80s. Falwell, a noted racist, spoke out (laughs) against sanctioning the apartheid regime of South Africa because he said it might lead to a worse situation like communism or something. I'm sorry. What? Always with the goddamn communists. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Just like, we can't get rid of this super racist fucking, like, thing because, like... Something worse because might maybe happen. communism. I don't fucking know. He also oh. urged his followers to buy up gold cougarans and push the U.S. to reinvest in South Africa. Jerry, Jerry, no, oh. we're not fucking done with apartheid yet, Ren. That's <laughs> I sad. wish we were. Um. In 1985, he called Nobel Peace Prize winner Archbishop Desmond Tutu a phony. As far as representing black people in South Africa, then who, Jerry? Who, what the fuck would you know, what Jerry? Would you, do you want it to be you, Jerry? He did want it to be he, him. He did want yes. it. Yes. Jerry Falwell, noted black person. <laughs> he, <laughs> <sighs> Jerry, Jesus get the fuck out of here with this, your fucking nonsense. This is a fucking diversion, but this is the last time we talk about racism and grape depth, so I will mention in Maybe you want to cut this. Maybe you don't. The fact that I went to high school and I was in like this weird gifted program where it was like self-selected in this really problematic way. In my senior humanities class, there was one black guy. And his name was David. And everybody but me called him Black David. Uh, yeah, which was not great. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that we had to do when I was a senior was we had to volunteer for a political campaign. And literally fucking everybody but him volunteered for Jim Webb's campaign. Oh, he no. volunteered for George Allen, the guy who had a noose in his office. He was also the only guy who was going to Liberty University. And when I was a senior in high school, that was the year Jerry Falwell died. Spoiler alert, I guess. I don't fucking know. (laughs) And uh, my English teacher came to the front of the room and was like, you know, class, just in in case you know, this was before the time everybody had the internet on their phones, like, just so you know, um, you know, we've just learned Jerry Falwell passed away today. And he was really sad. And I went, from the back of the room and he did not take that well and i'm very sorry david but also <laughs> why you listening but if you listening you definitely were in a different a different geographical area of uh-huh. virginia growing up because like 
Larry Falwell died, and I didn't fucking know who that was. I didn't fucking know. Like, oh no, he was it, everything. No one brought it up until like he was everything. In it Southwest was like Virginia. three months later. Someone's like, "Did you hear Larry Falwell died?" I'm like, "Fucking who again?" And they're like, "Liberty University." I'm like, "Oh, mm. I think I know what that is." Anyway. Long-time listeners of the show know how much we abhor dumb conspiracy theories, especially right-wing dumb conspiracy theories. In 1994, Falwell paid for and promoted and distributed a video documentary called The Clinton Chronicles, an investigation into the alleged criminal activities of Bill Clinton. Did you not know about this? No, I didn't know about this. Oh, boy. The video purported to connect Bill Clinton to a murder in a cocaine smuggling operation. Here's the thing. Bill Clinton is a rapist. He literally raped a woman. Like, there are crimes you can connect him with. Why are you making up crimes? (laughs) Why do you have to make them up? The theory was discredited, but the recording sold more than 150,000 copies. Yeah, don't get me wrong, Clinton did some shit. But, but why you choose murder and cocaine smuggling? Why did you make... The real- That's Roger Clinton. That was Roger Clinton. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, there are real crimes, but they're like, we don't believe those crimes because women, right? Because but, like, women. Let's, let's make up fake crimes. Because, like, we don't like him. And I'm like, but there's so many real reasons. The film was partially funded by Citizens for Honest Government. Filed that shit away. Oh, God. Falwell put out an infomercial for this thing, which included footage of him interviewing an anonymous, like, silhouetted, and I think with, like, a fake voice thing, um... But a journalist who claimed to be afraid for his life and accused a journalist. a journalist who claimed to be afraid for his life and accused Clinton of orchestrating the deaths of several reporters and personal confidants who had gotten too close to his supposed illegal activities. The journalist, as it turns out, was this guy named Patrick Matriciana, who was the producer of the fucking movie and president of Citizens for Honest Government. It's almost like it was a lie. Mm. He said, Obviously, I'm not an investigative reporter, and I doubt our lives were ever actually in any real danger. That was Jerry's idea to do that. He thought that would be dramatic. So we lied, like liars. Later, Falwell claimed... To this day, I do not know the accuracy of the claims made in the Clinton Chronicles. He paid like $200,000 to get that movie made. Hey guys, I made a fucking video where I fucking lied about it for, lied in for like an hour. Do you want to buy videos where I just lie about nothing for an hour? 150,000 copies. Falwell was a huge fucking homophobe, which should surprise nobody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In 1977, he supported Anita Bryant, Your Little Orange Bird and Mine. Little Orange Bird, Little Orange Bird. Sorry, that that song is fucking That song slaps. Uh, anyway, uh, but he supported her efforts to repeal, uh, this Dade County, Florida ordinance, granting equal rights to gay men and lesbians. Uh, please listen to our episodes, uh, Vampires Are Gay as Shit, uh, to learn more <laughs> about this stuff. Um, but yeah, he, he was like, repeal this law. They shouldn't have equal rights and, uh, support the repeal of a similar law in California. Um, In lobbying with the little orange bird, he once said, 
gay folks would just as soon kill you as look at you. I mean, you're not wrong, Gary. I would Him just specifically. as soon kill you as look at you. Him specifically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you. yeah. Just yeah. you. Ger- just Jerry, you. Just you. Jerry, it's just you. <laughs> mm, mm. Falwell also regularly linked the AIDS pandemic to LGBT issues and stated, AIDS is not just God's punishment for homosexuals. It is God's punishment for the society that tolerates homosexuals. <sighs> Ren's so angry she's developed the voice of a death metal band. Oh, I'm so glad he's dead. You want me to keep, you want me to keep going, power through it? Yes, we're okay. going to keep going. I just want to say once again. I'm glad you're dead, Gary Falwell. I'm not not glad he's dead. <laughs> Weirdly, uh, he did sort of make overtures to reconcile with the LGBT community in the late 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I know I can see from your face. Um, but it was as fucking awkward as you would think. I think you're all child molesters and murderers, but like... But anyway... Frenzies. <laughs> now, you're not far off. At one 1999 anti-violence forum, he told the... I'm guessing three gay people in attendance. I don't agree with your lifestyle. I will never agree with your lifestyle. But I love you. But also in February of that same year, an article that was probably written by Falwell and was certainly published by Falwell claimed that the purple Teletubby, Tinky Winky, (laughs) was intended to be a gay role model. And in doing so was corrupting the children. Sir. I remember this. What the fuck? I remember when this happened. What the fuck? I remember when this happened because, so, I remember we had family friends, particularly this this, this girl, Elise, who fucking loved the Teletubbies. I think he was like 12. Yeah. But like, loved the Teletubbies. And like, her parents got so pissed off because like, when this happened, they immediately were like, oh my god, you can't watch Teletubbies. Because it's gonna corrupt you and make you gay. And because just, one of them had a purse. Because they because he was purple and he goes tinkle winkle tinky winky. <laughs> but she had I remember she had the CD and I remember visiting their house. So like they had two daughters and one was like my older sister's age and one was my one of my younger sister's ages. So I was just a had weird to, awkward person. You just had to no live with friend. it. Um, and I remember going over there and like. It was bedtime, so we were all falling asleep in the living room, but, like, Elise could not fall asleep without playing the Teletubbies <sighs> lullaby. Would they have a fucking lullaby? Let me tell you what it is. You, Because, like, the Teletubbies... I know what it is. My mother worked for fucking PBS. <laughs> so it's just like, go to sleep, Teletubbies, go to sleep. <laughs> that was just just staring at the wall just like i will never sleep again (laughs) ren before i read this next part i'm gonna need you to shoot the rest of that drink awesome after the september 11th attacks falwell went on the fucking 700 club and said with his actual mouth The abortionists have got to bear some burden for this because God will not be mocked. And when we destroy 40 million little innocent babies, we make God mad. I really believe that the pagans and the abortionists and the feminists and the gays and the lesbians who are actively trying to make that an alternative lifestyle, the ACLU, people for the American way, all them who tried to secularize America, 
I point the finger in their face and say, you helped this happen. You're not wrong, Gary. I did. I did help this to it's happen. Like it's, like, it's like he's talking to you specifically. talking to me. God. And, and I will accept my role as a pagan abortionist. What, what were the other ones? Uh, feminist, yes. pagan abortionist, feminist, gay, yeah. uh, yep. Yep. Les- both gay and lesbian and yep. the ACLU. Yep. Uh, yep, yeah. that's me. That's mm-hmm. pretty much me in a mm-hmm. nutshell. And yes, yes, I, um, I will take my, I will take responsibility as a fucking sixth grader during the September 11th attacks for causing it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Jerry. I feel real bad about it. He also said he believed the attacks were probably deserved, which was a take. (laughs) That was an opinion that a person had. Um, He, of course, being a coward with no backbone to support his heinous opinions, walked back the comments and apologized after being faced with heavy criticism. Mm-hmm. It will not mm-hmm. surprise you to know that Jerry Falwell called Islam satanic. I'm sorry. It's it's so funny to me, like, how many of these fucking people, whenever they encounter something that is just vaguely not Christian-shaped, they're like, it's satanic. And I'm like, that's not what that means. It's specifically Words not. Jesus. And, uh, of course, in a televised interview with 60 Minutes, Falwell called the prophet Muhammad a terrorist. With his actual mouth. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. Um, your Messiah was murdered by actors of the state. Like the literal police captured him and murdered him yeah, for yeah, being yeah, a terrorist. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. Did you know that mm. for inciting? Did you? Mm. He couldn't read. He was busy having sex with his mother in an outhouse. <laughs> After the 2004 presidential election, Falwell formed the Faith in Values Coalition as the 21st century resurrection of the moral majority to seek anti-abortion judges, a constitutional amendment banning gay marriage, and more conservative elected officials. How's that fucking going? Not great. Not great. In 2005, Falwell started having all these health problems and had to have a stent put into his heart and stuff. On May 15th, 2007, Falwell f- was found without a pulse and unconscious in his office and later died, most likely due to cardiac arrhythmia. He's buried on the Liberty University campus. After his death, his son succeeded him at his two positions. Jerry Falwell Jr. took over as president of Liberty University, while Jonathan Falwell became the senior pastor of Thomas Road Baptist Church. I hear that's going... Well, well, you know, well, like, I don't know much about Jonathan, but I know Jerry loves a fucking pool boy. <laughs> <laughs> loves a fucking pool boy. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I, I. After Falwell's death, Larry Flint released a comment regarding his friendship over the years with Falwell. My mother always told me no matter how much you dislike a person, when you meet them face to face, you will find characteristics about them that you like. Jerry Falwell was a perfect example of that. I hated everything he stood for, but after meeting him in person, years after the trial, Jerry Falwell and I became good friends. He would visit me in California, and we would debate together on college campuses. I always appreciated his sincerity, even though I knew what he was selling, and he knew what I was selling. You know what what that tells me? Capitalism is the worst evil. Well, and they both enjoy prostitutes. Well, that too. Yeah. But, like... 
it's like I fucking hate everything about you and all of your views, but both of us are rich. And when the in the end of the day, what matters is us still being rich. <sighs> That's what I've learned from that. Um, because there's absolutely people that I fucking hate, and upon meeting them, I still fucking hate them. I am uh at the recommendation boyfriend fiance husband international Jew going to end with a quote from social commenter commentator. In fact, an anti-theist Christopher Hitchens, uh, who said about Falwell, the empty life of this ugly little charlatan proves only one thing, that you can get away with the most extraordinary offenses to morality and to truth in this country if you will just get called yourself reverend. This is Reverend Red Martinez. Um, and now I'm a reverend. Yes. Reverend. Reverend. Reverend Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Martinez. That's what Ren is short for, in case you've been wondering. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it it's is. short for Reverend Martinez. <laughs> <sighs> and now all of you believe me, no matter what the fuck I say. Fuck me. Well, whew, wow. I am. I'm very glad he's dead. Yeah. You know, can't some- say I'm not. Can't say I'm not glad the man's dead. Um,. Yeah, I'm a little sad that he died before Obama was elected because I feel like that's something he deserved to see. That is true. That is true. But you know who lived to see that? <laughs> <laughs> was my fucking classmate. <laughs> God, and, and and David, if you are listening somewhere, please write to us at this fucking guy and let us know if and how your values have shifted i'm very confused and worried but also like you've made it through good job bud oh boy well after all that i definitely need another drink and a self-care plan Yeah, I started this out being a heart-healthy self-care plan, so I went on the American Cardiac Association, and their idea of, like, self-care tips was, have your weight be under this amount of inches, and I was like, that's not a thing I can achieve today. Um, So this is going to be the annoyingly sincere edition of self-care tips. Um, Step one, schedule days off to recharge. Taking a break can actually improve the quality of your work later on. Get plenty of sleep. Avoid setting an alarm unless you absolutely have to. It's important for both physical and mental health. And lastly, try tackling simple tasks first. Sometimes the hardest part is getting started, and making an early dent can help with that. And fuck Jerry Falwell. Fuck Jerry Falwell. (laughs) God, that's going to do it for us this week. If you like what you're hearing, which you fucking should... You can follow us. Um, we have a website, thisfnguypod.com. We have a Twitter at thisfnguypod. That's our Patreon as well. We have a Facebook, which has still not been taken down. Despite their best efforts. Uh, at this fucking guy. Because Facebook really encourages all of our swearing. They do not understand algorithms, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, as always, I'm Ginger Gollop. I am... Reverend Martinez. Here's a bonus self-care tip. Moisturize your feet. I know I said that last time, but I bet you didn't do it. And now look at those ashy things. Woof. Woof. If you you couldn't (laughs) tell, these are all secretly tips that I'm just reminding myself to do. (laughs) And my husband, because 
Reek has some ashy-ass ankles. I have coconut lotion in my room. Anyway, don't be this fucking guy. Peace. Peace. This fucking guy.